0: Accelerating your fandom.
1: This is Flash TV Talk. Welcome to Flash TV Talk, the fan podcast dedicated to news, reviews, and more for the Hit CW show, The Flash. I'm Bo. And I'm Belle. Nope, 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 hang on. Oh, yes, you are. You are Bell. Okay.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I just had to make sure you are the real Belle. Are you Belle of Earth One or Belle of Earth Two? That's for me to know for you to find out. Well, here's the thing, man. You know, uh, you may not have stuck around last week after we got done recording. I found this little button here. It sucked me up into the singularity. I ended up on a whole different earth. There was a different podcast that talks about the Flash. I hung out with those guys for a while. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you didn't listen to the end of last week's episode. (laughs) But moreover, you should head over to uh, Starkville Labs and check out the probably most recent episode by the time this goes out live called the Singularity Mulligan. Uh, And I got a chance to, uh, we kind of had a crossover, the Flash Podcasts of Two Podcasts, so uh, check that out.
0: (laughs) A podcast of two Flash Podcasts.
1: It makes total sense, right? I mean, you know, we got Jay Garrick that we're about to talk about, and we just figured, uh, you know what, we wanted to do a crossover with those guys all over the summer, and it just never worked out the way that it was supposed to, and so uh, everything kind of fell together last minute, and um, yeah, there you go. So a lot of fun with those guys, if you've never listened to the uh, Steric podcast. The Starkville uh, crew, I, I guess that's the best way to, to call them, but basically Derek and Steve, they've been podcasting for far longer than Belle and I have, and they've got a wonderful chemistry, they've got a ton of fun on their show, so uh, so check them out. Very, very great Starkville Labs. Uh, but hey, you know what? You're listening right now to Flash TV Talk, and we are really ready to get hyped with you guys. We've got a great episode planned for you guys tonight, and I say, let's jump into it. The, the Rundown. rundown. <laughs> Episode 2 of Season 2, Flash of Two Worlds. It's like a triple two right there. Ooh. Yeah, directed by Jess Warren and story by...
0: Aaron Helbing and Todd Helbing. The Helbing sibling, Helbing twins activate powers form of... of synopsis. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bell, what happened this episode?
0: Jay explains to the team that he's the Flash on his world, a parallel Earth, and that he was in a battle with a demonic speedster named Zoom when the singularity brought him to this Earth without his powers. Dr. Stein explains to the team how Jay's story could be possible using the multiverse theory, identifying their world as Earth-1 and Jay's as Earth-2. Zoom arrives and brings another metahuman from his Earth named Sand Demon to kill Barry. The two fight, but Sand Demon escapes. Sisko analyzes the sand left behind and sees a glimpse of the fight between Sand Demon and Barry. After Sand Demon kidnaps Officer Patty Spivitt, Jay teaches Barry how to hurl lightning from the energy he creates when he runs. Meanwhile, Sisko uses his new power to tap into the sand particles and find Patty's location. Barry arrives at the hideout and uses his new lightning blast to turn Sand Demon's particles into glass, stopping him. Later, Officer Spivet joins Joe's Metahuman Task Force, and Sisko divulges his new ability to Dr. Stein but asks him not to tell anyone. Utilizing a satellite and electrophotography, Dr. Stein and Sisko are able to locate fifty two breaches around the city. While showing this new information to the team, Dr. Stein collapses into unconsciousness.
1: Dun 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 Yeah. Flash of two worlds, finally, the flash family receives its patriarch as it did at the tail end of last week's episode. Jay Garrick has come to the flash, and uh all right, so you know we've made mention before of the fact that they are skewing younger with this particular Jay uh than what he has been in the i guess uh predominantly larger arena of the comics I mean at some point jay of course obviously. A younger guy. I think even in The Flash of Two Worlds, he was kind of a younger character and uh, more towards Barry's age. Uh, But in the post-crisis world, in the comic books, Jay was actually more of a senior to to Barry. Here, they're still going with a little bit of an older hero. He calls him kid all the time, that sort of thing. What did you think of Jay Garrick?
0: Absolutely liked him. Uh, I thought he did a really, really great job. Uh, it, it, It makes sense. I mean, so, I don't know what point in the comics. Uh, so, in the New 52, Jay Garrick is supposed to be like a seasoned
1: Flash. Is that correct? Well, no. In the New 52, he's actually, I think, much younger. He might even be younger than Barry. And uh, it's completely different. Like, one of the things we got to give him props for in this show is they paid extreme homage to the Jay Garrick, the original Flash, the Golden Age Flash, the origins of that character in the Golden Age. Not in the New 52. They, they did the whole experimenting with uh, heavy it's either heavy water or hard water depending on the uh depending on the translation so to speak yeah. <laughs> but uh man no they
0: it would have to be heavy water cuz hard water is just you know water with like hard water comes out of your shower heavy water you have to like it's very difficult to make
1: well see by if I'm not mistaken, I think the original uh the original issue was hard water, and then they oh. changed it to make it heavy water and, and kind of that um it was the whole thing less than twelve parsecs, but parsecs is actually a measurement of space instead of time and it's like eh, da, 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 da. yeah, It's yeah, yeah. <laughs> same basic principle
0: yeah, but I, I loved it man I thought it was wonderful. I really liked the uh the homage they paid to the uh, earlier uh to so the to the golden age Jay Garrick. I like the fact that he – I mean I was kind of surprised though because he's only been the Flash in his world for two years. I was expecting mm-hmm. a Flash who had been flashing, as it were, uh, for, for, for multiple years. But he's really only has what, about a year more of experience? Yeah. Uh, half a year more experience than than ourberry
1: Yeah. Uh, two well, – yeah, I guess that's I guess that's about right. So that was
0: surprising to me. But uh, as a whole, Doug the character, uh, Doug the actor uh, – I like this. I think I'm going to enjoy seeing, hopefully he his powers back soon so we can see some, you know, Oh yeah. Uh, some, some dual speedster action going on.
1: Yeah, man. That's, that is what I'm looking forward to. What I loved about this uh, episode and as they kind of introduced Jay almost as kind of a uh, sort of, and it, I mean, I hate, I guess he was the main plot line, but there was a significant portion of the episode where he was kind of tucked away in the pipeline. Uh, And, and I love the way that they kind of peeled away elements of, who he is and where he comes from. So that by the time, by the end of the episode where we go to Earth 2 and we spend a little, you know, we get to see what Earth 2 looks like, you get the feeling that he is very much kind of this, um, you know, I mean, I hate to make the comparison, but kind of almost like a Flash Gordon, uh, you know, Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow. You know, there's that thematic element to earth Two into the world where this flash comes from so much so that you can kind of see it in his costume it seems like a very retro hero type of approach right
0: right earth two just reminds me very much of that retro futurist kind of uh motif you know it's it's everything like there's that sepia kind of wash they put over everything you know you have like the monorails and stuff like all these different you know uh when you ask somebody from the 1950s, what the future is going to look like. That's what they would tell you. Oh, there's going to be monorails. Everything's going to be sepia. Uh, <laughs> <you know? laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, the, uh, you know, the cool thing, too, is when we actually got that flashback of of uh, Flash fighting Zoom, it was our first time to see Zoom in full force, at least to that capacity. And uh, in the mouthpiece, like the the mask or the helmet or whatever you want to call it, very reminiscent of the Rocketeer.
0: Uh, you know, it reminded me a lot of the regular Flash outfit, just with a mask piece put over it. I didn't really get a a, a Rocketeer vibe from it, but really? I could see how you could.
1: Yeah, I mean, to me, it looked like the the way the eyes were lit. And again, like you said, that kind of a retro future motif. I mean, it's it's throughout. It's It's definitely based off of Barry's costume, right? I mean... Uh, in much the same way that the reverse Flash is just kind of a, a warped version of the Flash's costume. Here we have a Zoom that is, you know, uh, it's probably whoever's wearing that costume is probably wearing Barry's costume, just a black and blue version of it, and wearing a mask on top of it.
0: I really like that costume, though. It looks menacing. It looks, uh, you know, it, 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 it it's kind of scary, you know?
1: Yeah. Did, did Jay actually refer to Zoom as his rival? Like I feel like at some point he actually said rival when when referring to Zoom. Like he's always seen me as a rival or or something of that nature.
0: I I I I hope they did. I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna rewatch the episode tonight actually just because I I want to rewatch it again. Uh, and I'm I want to find that out because I hope they they have that in there because that's you know Jay Garrick's actual his his, his reverse flash is rival right. And so I think that would be really neat just for them to kind of like pay homage to that. But I don't know. I kind of get the impression that perhaps he's not. Uh, because, you know, Jay kept saying that, uh, you know, he's going and trying to kill all the speedsters out there and stuff. Right. So perhaps he might not be from earth Two.
1: Well, he's Highlander.
0: He's what? He's Highlander.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There, there can be only one. be one. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or more accurately, he's the guy, uh, Jet Lee from the one. Yeah. <laughs> is what you're saying. I, I like that theory. So you're, what you're suggesting, Bell is. Is that Zoom may not even be from Earth Two. He's just hopping Earth's, uh, Earths, and killing off speedsters one by one. Which is why he showed up the same time that Jay got his powers. He had no need to be on that Earth. But then once Jay became a speedster, he pops in uh, with a with an effort of killing that Jay Garrick, that Flash. And uh, who knows? Maybe he's killed like you know thirty flashes from thirty other worlds at this point.
0: Potentially. Now again, I'll have to rewatch the episode. Uh... To to confirm that, but I think that that could be the case is that perhaps Zoom is not from Earth two, and and maybe did Jay say he'd been fighting Zoom for two years or that he'd been flashing for two years?
1: Not both, both. He said that he'd been he'd been flashing for two years. I, I hate using that. He's <laughs> like I was a pretty normal guy, then I got into some weird stuff. You know, yeah, started flashing people. Just started flashing people <laughs> left and right. So that but, that, that uh, heavy water will do it to you, man. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so I think. Uh, if Zoom just started showing up right when he got his powers, maybe maybe that's what it is. Maybe he's just traveling from Earth to Earth, killing off, you know, flashes because he wants to be the only one.
1: Nice. I like that. I hadn't thought of that, but I really do like that theory. You know, to some extent, it puts a little bit of a damper on my theory that Zoom is actually the ghost of Eobard. However... I still think that the ghost of Eobard, or whatever you want to call it, is going to possess the Harrison Wells of Earth Two. I'm still standing by that theory, and I would not be surprised if Zoom is not somehow involved, because clearly this Zoom is based off of the rival, uh, or of Jay's rival of the uh, of the original um, Golden Age. However. There's a lot of elements that are tied to the Black Flash, which is kind of the aspect of death, the Dark Racer, if you will. Now, some people will hear that and say, like, well, Dark Racer and Black Flash are two different entities. Yeah, but not really. I mean, if you kind of think about it, they they have been the same in certain storylines. And I I think for all intents and purposes, we're looking at the avatar of death for speedsters. And so it would make sense, especially with your theory that the Black Flash is a as a heavy influence for what we're looking at with this interpretation of Zoom.
0: Yeah, so if if this is indeed death for Speedsters,
1: you know what? Because hmm. he even said specifically, like it looked like like he looked like death or he looked like decay or or something of that nature when he was talking about looking into the face of Zoom.
0: Oh gosh, and I love I love the voice for Zoom. It just works so well.
1: I mean, like I, it. Alright, so if you think about what they did with season one with Eddie and Eobard, and basically they took uh, the character of Hunter Zolomon and the the character of Eobard Thawne, and they kind of mixed and matched some different aspects, and they created these two different characters of, you know, Harrison Wells, who would actually go on to be Eobard Thawne, and Eddie, Eddie Thawne, who really is kind of, for all intents and purposes, the Hunter Zolomon of the show. You know, a lot of people have been saying, well, Zoom is clearly Hunter Zolomon, because Zoom was Hunter Zolomon uh, in the comics, but Zoom uh, Hunter Zolomon was not from Earth too. Like nothing about this origin story matches with a Hunter Zolomon at all. My guess right. is that after we get done dealing with this Zoom, it, it may be I'm still going with my possession motif. It may be that this Zoom goes on to possess a Hunter Zolomon of Earth One and gets more of a a physical body or, or some sort of non, you know, uh, Darth Vader like approach to his form, but. I don't think that what we're looking at and what Jay has been fighting for the last two years. I don't think that's Hunter Zolomon.
0: Now, could it be? This could lend some credence to your theory that since Eobard was essentially removed from time, because I know we talked about this last week. Because uh, you know, e- when when uh, Eddie shot himself, the whole that's when we had the whole paradox problem, which resulted in the singularity, and Eobard kind of. Being, you know, removed from time. It's kind of like what we talked about last week. But so what's interesting about that is if he is removed from time, then uh, it doesn't necessarily invalidate your theory that uh, Jay and Zoom have been fighting for two years, because if he's, you know, removed from time and, and we know that Barry can time travel, perhaps Zoom, which is this, you know, ghostly, weird speed force form of Eobard traveled back in time on Earth 2 to fight Jay.
1: Yeah, no, this is true. This is true. And I think that maybe, you know, given the way that they kind of ended the episode with the Harrison Wells of Earth 2 saying in almost kind of a creepy way, hello children. You know, like, yeah. they the, the implication is that they want you to feel like, oh no, it's, you know, it's the quote unquote Harrison Wells that we know, the evil Harrison Wells, the Eobard Thawne. And And uh, I, I don't think that's the case. I, th- I think that the Eobard of earth two has not been born yet, nor does he have any inclination to come back in the past because he hates Barry Allen. He doesn't care about Jay Garrick. So I don't think that that Eobard exists. Yeah. At least not in the present of earth two.
0: Well, yeah, because, yeah, because he would exist in the future of earth two possibly because if, you know, if they're, if we're going with the thing that, like, everybody from Earth 1 has a doppelganger on Earth 2, well, Harrison hasn't been born on Earth 1 yet, so there's no way you'd have an, a doppelganger. I'm sorry, not Harrison, but Eobard hasn't been born on Earth 1 yet, so there's no way you'd have a doppelganger on Earth 2.
1: Right. Well, even – and even still, man, if you think about – you know, we talked about Thans and Allens, the the Hack, uh, Hackfields and the McCoys, uh, the Starks and the Lancaster, Lannisters, Yorks and the Lancasters, if you will. Um, they, ha- they have a family feud on our Earth or on the Earth Prime. Right. Uh, in that world, the Allen's Barry Allen never became the Flash. Therefore, there's no reason for the Allen's and the Thons to have their feud. Therefore, there's no reason for the Thons to hate the Allens or Eobard to hate Barry. And,
0: well, that we know of. I mean, there could be other reasons. Like eh, perhaps true, true. you know, one of the Thons backed over one of the Allen's is cats or something like that, and <laughs> they hate each other for that. that.
1: That could that could be the case. That could be the case. But
0: I, I don't think that it is. Or um, perhaps. The Thons and the Allens were neighbors, and the Thons refused to trim the crab tree, And uh, so the Allens sued them, and then that started this whole rivalry.
1: Yeah, I'm just yeah. going to let that one ride. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing to do with that. Uh, no, 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 no. But um, I have found, as I've been monitoring the Twitters and talking to people in the fan community, there are two camps when it comes to Eobard Thawne and Harrison Wells, and more specifically, Tom Kavanaugh and what they're hoping to see from season two.
0: Would you say that the camps, let's, let's give them arbitrary names. Let's give one camp Earth-1 and the other camp Earth-2.
1: No, I'm going to call him this. I'm going to call him Harrison Wells, and I'm going to call him Eobard Thawne, because that's where the split is. People like us who looked back in season one and saw from the beginning that Harrison Wells was clearly going to be Eobard Thawne, We watched season one knowing that Harrison Wells, at least at the very minimum, was not who he said he was going to be. So never once did I see Tom Kavanaugh's portrayal of quote-unquote Harrison Wells as the actual Harrison Wells. It's why we always called him H.G. Wells. We knew he was not who we said he was going to be. And so when he finally drops the mask, reveals that he's actually Eobard, I retroactively look back in the entire season one and see Tom Kavanaugh portraying Eobard Thon. Now, other people don't necessarily have that same mental tick. They look back at uh, what we got from season one. They say, like, oh, he was Harrison Wells, but then he was kind of evil for a minute. But I'm so glad that we're going to get Harrison Wells back. We've never seen Harrison Wells. We saw him for, like, two seconds in a flashback. We have no earthly idea what kind of man Harrison Wells actually is. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah. I I agree with your theory because I think that the whole time that we saw Harrison Wells – Last season, it was Eobard Thawne playing Harrison Wells as acted by Tom Kavanaugh.
1: Right, exactly. So we've never seen Tom Kavanaugh's well, for one thing, we've never seen Tom Kavanaugh's Harrison Wells of Earth 2, but we really haven't spent that much time of, with the Harrison Wells of Earth 1 to have any kind of basis with how Tom Kavanaugh is going to portray this character. So I think a lot of people who are looking forward to getting, quote unquote, Harrison Wells back are hopefully if they've written and acted this thing correctly, going to be very disappointed because we've never seen that Harrison Wells, not for any length of time. But uh, I am. Well, don't get me wrong. The, I am stoked the, to have Tom Kavanaugh back.
0: Yeah, yeah. Totally stoked about having Tom Kavanaugh back. But, I, I, you know, we, we, we saw a decent amount of time with him. No, I didn't. saw enough no, to know that he is a, uh, a hopeful, optimistic type of person. And he has, uh, you know, he's a visionary kind of thing. Because like, when you watch him, he's sitting there with his wife. You know, he's talking about all the good that he's going to do with this. Mm. And there's no inkling that they didn't sow any seeds that, like, there's some sort of nefariousness about him. I, he came across to me as a genuinely good person who genuinely genuinely wants to help.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I, you're right. And from that, I think we can infer at least our Harrison Wells of Earth One, who's dead, uh, was a good guy. And that that's fair. But there are personality ticks and things like, you know, all the time that we spent with Harrison Wells as a mentor to Cisco and, um, you know, and kind of this father figure and, and really pushing Barry and being this relationship. That's really what it comes down to. This relationship that we saw and the way that it was established was not sweet. It was malicious. It was evil. It was twisted. Tom Kavanaugh like, created this awesome Eobard Thawne. And while it's going to be great to spend some time with Harrison Wells, whatever Tom Kavanaugh decides to do with Harrison Wells, I don't, I have very much hope that what we're about to get is extremely different from what we've gotten before. Because to some extent, I feel like that kind of downplays the Eobard Thawne that we've gotten before. I, I, I've got faith in the writers of the show. I've got faith in Tom Cavanagh as an actor. I think what we're about to get is going to be very different from everything that we've known from season one. But yeah. I am, yeah, I'm excited to see what happens.
0: Yeah, it wouldn't make any sense because that's what they say: is that ever since the accident, uh, Harrison acted completely different. So if this Harrison that we're going to see on Earth Two acts like the Harrison, the the post-accident Harrison Wells of Earth One, mm-hmm. it won't make any sense. Exactly. exactly. He has to act differently because, according to you know the the facts that we have from season one, he did act completely differently because he was a completely different person. Right. So yeah, so we should see that. We should we should see. Tom Cavanaugh portray Harrison Wells differently on Earth 2.
1: Yep. Yep. All right. Well, we're spending way too much time talking about just like the last two seconds of the entire episode. We gotta let's let's bring it back and talk about a lot of what's been going on. I mean, we've wanted from the get-go, probably from before the series even started, for Jay Garrett to come on the show and be essentially an Obi-Wan type character to Barry. And uh man, we got a chance to actually see this idea of a uh, Jay teaching Barry how to launch or how to kind of throw his lightning.
0: Yeah, that was really neat.
1: Now, for me, when I first saw that, it it reminded me very heavily of the Lightning Strikes DLC from uh, DC Universe Online. Oh, cool. Yeah, it was a big uh, Flash-centric expansion for the game and actually introduced Central City and at least the outside of the Flash Museum. And it also introduced this power set of lightning and the ability to kind of shoot lightning, use lightning as a healing force, use lightning as kind of an attack attack. And, um, and it was funny because you don't normally associate the Flash as kind of like a lightning-based or an electricity-based hero.
0: Or a projectile
1: thrower. Well, exactly. But it makes sense. I mean, he's done this before where he kind of can create projectiles based off of friction. Uh, and I do like the idea of using the Speed Force in that way. So it was cool that Jay kind of came in and, and obi Wan it up with him a little bit.
0: I want to, uh, so one of pineapple in the chat asked the question was lightning thrown an ability in the comics. I have the exact same question. I'm wondering if this is something that perhaps they pulled from DC universe online, or if this is something that was rooted more in the comics that has Barry thrown lightning in the comics before.
1: To my knowledge, man, I honestly can't recall a place where he did it in the comics. It would not be surprising to me if they based this off of what's come in additional media. You know, I think about, uh, in the incredible Hulk with, um, Edward Norton, Uh, when they there was a scene where the Hulk actually takes a car, rips it apart and turns it into like beats it down until it becomes like punching gloves.
0: Yeah. Boxing gloves.
1: Boxing gloves. That was actually something that was taken from a video game based off of the Hulk. And so I actually kind of love when you see some of these video game moves incorporated into the actual, you know, the movies and television shows and that sort of thing. I mean, you know, it doesn't have to come from the comics in order to be legit.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I I'm not saying that it's any less cool if it came from a video game. In fact, I think that kind of makes it neater that they're, you know, like you said, using these uh uh these other mediums to kind of, you know, expand their their characters.
1: I like it, man. I think it's a I think it's a cool thing. I think it's a, a great ability for him to have. However, he does use it in a way that is very unflashlike.
0: like. Yes, and this is starting to bother me.
1: We're starting to see a pattern here, Bell.
0: Yeah, last week, he lured a guy into a nuclear reactor when he knew that would kill him. That did I mean, I'm still not... Yeah, he did know because uh, he said, I'm sorry, we had to do this. Like, he apologizes for killing him, basically. Yeah. And then this one, he just straight up mercs the guy.
1: Yeah, all right, look, this one, there's no question. I mean, shot through the heart and he was too late, man. Like, I, all the way down. They called that guy Mr. Glass because he broke like glass.
0: Well, and what I'm wondering, though, is why there was no... You know when they when they say okay this is how we're going to do it we're gonna Jay's like I'm going to teach you how to throw lightning and like oh because when lightning turn, you know strikes glass or when strikes sand it turns it turns to glass and no one said anything no one in the room was like um won't this kill the guy Barry wasn't like I don't know if that's the best thing to do nobody questioned it they're like yeah this is going to turn the guy into glass it's going to kill him
1: see okay I thought at first when they were discussing the plan that it was going to be like he breaks into glass we then collect all the gr- glass particles. And then Star Labs figures out a way to put him back together. Like, I thought it was like almost like a, uh, you know, Humpty Dumpty type situation. But then when you actually see it, you're like, oh, no, 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 no. He he killed him. Like that was that that, that was his intention all along.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was because I, I, with uh, with Adam Smasher, my thought was they lead him in there. He absorbs so much radiation. He passes out and bam, they've captured him. Uh, they throw him in the pipeline in this episode, this very episode Joe tells uh, Sand Demon that you know Iron Heights can 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 hold metahumans now. So we know that there is a prison, there is a judicial system yeah. in the process. Yeah. There's no Yeah, there's there's no illegal prisons anymore. There's no you know the the question of stripping their rights away and you know uh 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 you know no due process and, and habeas corpus, all that kind of stuff is gone. We know Iron Heights prison can can hold these people. So why does Barry now committed even a worse crime of, of, of murder
1: yeah this is uh this is disappointing I, I'll, I'll be honest man this is it's a disappointing turn mostly because they're not addressing it you know what i mean like if it was a story element i'd still not be cool with it um, yeah like
0: if, if, if barry you know was like oh we have to find another way we have to find another way and you know can't end up doing it and then he's like okay well fine i you know i kill the guy because it's my only it's my last resort it's like the first thing they're going to
1: Sure. I mean, Man of Steel, uh, you know, when when everybody criticized Superman killing Zod, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, it was a moral decision. And he dealt like he he screamed out in agony after killing Zod. Yeah, there was remorse. There was significant remorse. So regardless of what your opinions are about what happened, at least that character reacted in the way you would think Superman would react. Should he have to kill somebody? Barry's just kind of like, yep, yep. Another Tuesday. Clocking it in. If it's good enough for Arrow, good enough for me. Yeah, and, uh, you know,
0: I I don't know. Greenclaw in the chat does bring up an interesting point where uh, – We're not know, sure says, that he's dead. Yeah, because, uh, you know, she says that they, they they faced him before. Jay said he's faced him before. So uh, perhaps he, uh, Jay has used that same method to defeat him, mm. so he may not be dead. But I, I, I need to know, like as a fan, as a viewer, as someone who – you know, thinks the flash is above that and, (laughs) and seeing that Barry gives Oliver crap for killing people. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, but, but I I need them to either address it or I need confirmation that these, that these people aren't, aren't dead.
1: The thing is, and, and green claw, I mean, that's a great point because you're right. And it would make sense, especially given that Jay's teaching him how to defeat him. It would, it would make sense that Jay's used this move on him before, and like I said, I thought when I was watching it that it was fine. Everything was all good. They were just going to collect the chunks. But I think when you actually see it happen, then it's like, oh, no, he just straight up killed him. Like that's It, it looks and feels like killing him. And they, I feel like they need to at least address the situation, if, if nothing else. Yeah. So hopefully they will sooner rather than later. Otherwise, uh, this body count is building up a little bit too quickly. That's the reason I jump ship from Arrow. I believe at this point they've learned from their, their – not mistakes, but um, it, the heroes need to be heroes. I don't want to yeah. see. I don't want to see a murderous Flash.
0: Yeah, especially so because like the big the big uh, moral issue that we had last season, of course, was the you know illegal imprisonment, and detainment of right. these metahumans. Right. They uh, they addressed that in the show, and I thought that was fantastic that they actually addressed that. Now we have an even bigger problem of these people are dying, and Joe, who's a police officer. You know, it, it's cool with that, too. And like it just it just it doesn't feel right. And I, I need them to address that. I hope next episode they do. They talk about it. They do something. And this trend doesn't continue because I don't want to see, uh, you know, even though they're villains, whatever, I still don't want to see the Flash kill people every week.
1: Mm. Well, you know, Joe's chickens are coming home to roost in more ways than one. That's true. Yeah. I was actually going to use that as a basis to kind of talk about the fact that, you know, last season we got a little bit of implication that he was going to have to pay some penalties for allowing what has been going on with the Flash to happen with these people being kind of, you know, captured without habeas corpus or whatnot. But uh, Mama West, man, she she makes her triumphant return slash entry into the Flash here.
0: Yeah. And uh,
1: Joe doesn't seem too pleased. (laughs) No, no. What do you think happened between these two?
0: You know, I can't even begin to speculate because, you know, she cheated. Yeah, yeah, she cheated. She cheated,
1: cheated, cheated. cheated.
0: Either that or she walked out on them for some reason
1: because she cheated.
0: Well, maybe if she didn't cheat, because I'm not going to sit here and accuse her of something when I don't know everything about her. Maybe, you know, he uh,
1: dug his keys into the side of her pretty little. Sorry, go ahead. (laughs) Maybe but, next time she'll think before she cheats. Is that the one where Dixie nah, nah,
0: chicks are, are like? Is it Dixie chicks? I don't. Know. I don't know. I, I remember there's one where it's you know they're kind of promoting uh, murdering somebody. <laughs>
1: I can't. No, no, you're thinking Earl had to die. Oh, the Azural had to die. Yes, yes. I'm not going to uh, condone that, obviously, based on our last discussion. But uh yeah. yeah, now hopefully Joe uh, you know, tore up her car before she uh, drove out on him and their daughter.
0: I you know, I, I think maybe maybe she just left. Maybe she had a problem, maybe she was she maybe she was an addict or something like that, and she just you know bailed on the family because Cheater. she Cheater. didn't handle it. She
1: cheated. <laughs> I'm just saying that that's gotta be what it is. I get I'm putting money on it right now.
0: Oh, may, holy maybe. Maybe you're right. Maybe, she, well, maybe we're both right. Maybe she left and cheated, and her kid. No, you're thinking Wally
1: West, but I mean, maybe if he, she cheated with Joe's brother West,
0: well, maybe his last name's not West. So maybe it will be West when Joe adopts him.
1: She, so her son would be the maid, would keep the maiden name of the man that she was married to before she had him. That's a little messy.
0: Maybe she kept the maiden name. Uh, the dude that she that she cheated on Joe with was, you know, like a, a, a douchebag or something. And, you know, when the kid was born, maybe he bailed or something. And when the kid was born, she just kept, you know, she kept her uh, not her maiden. She kept her married name and uh, gave the kid, you know, the last name of
1: Wes. Yeah, yeah, it could be. It could be. I, I, I will say this. I, I think uh, I think the assumption that Wally is going to be Iris's brother as opposed to nephew is probably a safe bet. Uh, just given the age group of everybody here. I would not be surprised if she left Joe and Iris while she was pregnant. Um, but I, I would imagine, and, and I would imagine that uh, Wally, if that's the case, Wally is Joe's son. I, I, I don't think that she cheated, and Wally is the result of that. I, I, that's too complicated. That's too messy. Hmm. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, we shall see. We shall see. We shall. I mean, think about it. I think actually it would be a lot more. Um, uh, emotional roller coaster for Joe. If in the midst of dealing with whatever it was with uh, with Mama West, he discovers that he had a son for the last X number of years that he never even knew about. Dude, Joe, daddy of the year? Like, not not like not like Papa Allen's quote unquote daddy of the year, but like legitimate like super dad finds out he's got a son he didn't even know about. Uh, he might be mad. Oh, he'd be a little mad. mm Hmm. Mm-hmm. She bad. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know. I don't trust Mama West. Clearly, I got... <laughs> she bad.
0: Joe dad.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, man. So we'll see what ends up happening there. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how that, that whole uh, relationship pans out. Speaking of the West family, Iris, you know, last week we were trying to figure out what exactly is her role in Team Flash. And I think what was clear this time around is that, man, she is actually Team Captain. Uh, During that whole moment where, you know, Barry runs back to the uh, start labs and everybody's kind of gathering together, trying to figure out what to do next. Iris just says, we need the room and everybody backs away. Yeah. I mean, like, dude, she is absolutely team captain here, more so even than Barry is.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I think they respect the fact that she's known Barry the longest. And so, you know, in terms of, you know, when dealing with Barry and some of these issues, she's going to be the best person to do so because she knows him so well and so I think they kind of give her that respect because of that and, and and they've also seen you know what what she can how she can motivate Barry and things like that so
1: Well, and it's it's twofold too. I mean if you think about Cisco and Caitlin uh, and even Stein and kind of who they are at their core, they're not leaders. And even Barry at this, at this stage in the game is really not a leader. Anytime he gets his kind of leadership cap on, he ends up making terrible, terrible decisions, like at yeah. this stage in his hero career. Uh, Iris, on the other hand, she is the type of person that if she is in a situation, if she's in a crisis, yeah, she's absolutely going to be the one that steps up. And because of kind of who these other people are and their, you know, uh, what do you call it? Myers-Briggs thingamajigs?
0: <laughs> the personality, like INTJ or whatever. Yeah,
1: whatever their letters are. They're all letters are complementary to her leadership letters. Yeah. So it, it actually makes a whole lot of sense for her to kind of facilitate this role, especially given that, you know, what is it? Um, those who do play, those who can't coach. Uh,
0: it, it, it's those who can do those who can't teach
1: yeah something like that but I, I, it's not teaching this in this element here i mean you know we, lead, yeah. we got all these super scientists we've got these meta humans iris i mean excellent reporter obviously you know extremely smart uh, excellent at managing these people you know the manager doesn't have to have the skills the manager has to manage the people with skills
0: yeah. Well, but she's also got her own skills. I mean, she is a journalist. So she is, you know, she's got that investigatory journalism. What, they,
1: what is she going to do? Write him to death? I mean, come on.
0: Well, no, but <laughs> but like uh, uh, if she's an investigative journalist, uh, then, you know, she's got she's got detective skills, basically.
1: Oh, absolutely. And Barry even did mention, you know, we're all smarter than this. We're all geniuses and you know iris she writes stories for a living
0: yeah you're all scientists
1: irish you're a reporter that's that's cool too (laughs) and that's totally cool it's it's you know you can you win a nobel prize for writing stuff you can right prize in journalism yeah nobel prize in see see iris there you go where's your nobel prize (laughs) i'm just kidding take that lois lane
0: i think a pulitzer is really what you're
1: gonna win pulitzer would make a lot more sense but regardless no man iris uh glad to see her kind of stepping up especially in a leadership role makes sense within the team and flows really really well so um i'm team iris all the way even including areas of the love life that's right i'm team iris our virus as you might say i am not for the virus patty coming in and trying to snatch away barry from iris
0: what would their ship name be? Batty? Batty. batty. <laughs> I'm Batty for Batty. Uh, are you Batty on Batty? Uh, I like Patty Spivitt. I don't know. The, the whole Barry Iris thing, it's just like, when's it going to happen? And you know what? I'm over it. I'll go Batty for Batty.
1: You'll sure. go, go Batty for Batty. All right. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Byrus. You go. Go Batty. Um, it's probably Pattery or whatever. The hell. Perry. Perry. It's probably yeah. Perry.
0: E-A-R-R-Y. Whatever like we Patty. think
1: it is, the, the fan community has determined that it's the opposite of that. Let's just go based on that. Uh, but no, you go Batty, I'll go Byrus, and uh, we'll go from there. But no, man, I think uh, I think Byrus makes a lot more sense. I like Patty, too. I think she's a great addition here to the uh, the overall cast of characters that we've got. It's great to see somebody else who is kind of gung-ho in this meta world. Um, I really liked her dynamic with Joe, uh, almost to this kind of uh, obsessive stalker-esque, overachiever um you know character that she is it won't take her long to figure out what's really going on
0: well she's got a lot to prove right you know joe made some very very valid points after the singularity the entire metahuman task force they're all like all right we're done we no nah, we can't handle this and so he'd be very very skeptical Somebody was like yeah sure i know there, there was these metahumans cause the thing that almost destroyed the entire city but i don't care i'll fight uh, so yeah she has a lot to prove and so I think she did a very good job, obviously, of doing that. Uh, so she had to be a little gung-ho, you know?
1: Yeah. What do you think about the whole sexist Joe being sexist? Uh, I don't think he was being sexist. Do you think it was more like, any, like, basically, he doesn't want another partner because all of his partner have died at the hands of metahumans?
0: Uh, well, except for the, so there's one partner. So Eddie died because, well, Eddie shot himself. Yeah. Uh, but- technically, not a metahuman. The partner before that also died. And she said the partner before that one, uh, like, retired or something. But uh, I don't think he was being sexist, per se. I think he was just, you know, trying to either protect himself or anybody else from getting around him because it seems like everybody who's close to him dies.
1: Yeah, but he's putting together a task force like he's putting together a task force. I think he had a task force put
0: together and then it kind of dissolved. And so now it's oh. just kind of like task force in that he is still looking for metahumans.
1: Task force X, but not an X, more like an EX.
0: Yeah, because, you know, he's like, sure, I got this task force, I'll take people, but no one's applying, and she's the first person to apply, and I think he kind of gets that, and he's like, yeah, I understand why nobody wants to join this, so I'm kind of skeptical when somebody does. Interesting.
1: Well, I'm I'm glad to see that the police are taking an active role in dealing with metahumans. You even mentioned kind of going so far as to uh, um, getting a Blackgate, was it? Uh, Iron Heights. Iron Heights, uh, together and and preparing that to... Uh, except some of these metahumans, I I look forward to seeing exactly how Patty, uh, you know, obviously she's got some emotional roots that that are very similar to Joe's, um, given the her her past with the Martin brothers specifically, uh, and I actually I really liked that it it makes her feel very connected to the universe overall, given that takes us all the way back to the pilot, and specifically to Joe, given that his last partner or at least two partners ago, uh, died at the hands of the Martin brothers.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think once Patty actually tells Joe that. She's not, you know, out for vengeance because she, you know, the, the Martin
1: brothers killed her. What her father was it? I can't remember. Somebody that she was close to.
0: Yeah, it, while they were still regular, you know, they they were still people. So they were monsters before they got powers, and now she wants to figure out and and stop people who, you know, have these powers because she realizes that you know it, it, the the powers don't make people go crazy. It's the people themselves. It just accentuates, you know, the badness. And in fact, she says that right. She's like the power, you know, you weren't chosen. You're not better than anybody else. Uh, They just accentuate all the uh, all of your personality traits. And so that's why, you know, she's going out there. And I think when she told Joe that Joe kind of understood that, you know, uh, just like he was out to get the Martin brothers uh, and, and, you know, jumpstart this whole task force thing and all that kind of stuff that, you know. He was very similar to her, and so I I think that kind of helped him learn to respect her a little bit.
1: Right. And ultimately, you know, she'll end up going toe-to-toe with Weather Wizard at some point. So hopefully she'll be uh, equipped based on the the, uh, Cisco tech that he's putting together. Uh, Cisco, we get a little bit more reveals as far as what's going on with Cisco this episode. Uh, Kind of. I was a little confused because I thought, based on what we saw last season, that the idea was that he was connecting with himself in other worlds – However, it looks like he's actually having some sort of like past premonitions as he, quote-unquote, vibes out. Yeah, that was kind of interesting. So, so
0: I'm trying to remember what happened to cause the first vibe that he had in that
1: episode. In this episode? Yeah. Um, was it not when he was going and seeing Jay talking to uh, – no, he, it was when he was seeing Barry talk to Sand Demon. Where was he was he working see- on something. I can't remember exactly what it was, but he, he was seeing the, the two of them about to fight.
0: Yeah, and that happened in the past.
1: It happened in the past.
0: And so now he touches the sand, and he can see the memories, I'm assuming. Or, oh, he was touching the sand? Well, I know on the second one. No, wait. Yeah, because he goes to analyze the sand, touches it, and then that sparks the, the, the vibration or the vibe or whatever, and that's why he sees. Wherever the, they were. Yeah, so, so I, but I, I don't remember if it was the first one or the second one where he touches it, uh, touches the sand.
1: I, you know, Here's the thing, man. I do not get vibes powers at all. So yeah, I'm, it's, it's, I'm, I have no speculation. Every single thing I thought I, about Vibe has been completely and totally incorrect. So all I know at this point is that I don't know anything. So this, yeah. I'm just going like to sit back and enjoy the ride because I, I can't tell you what's going on with Vibe.
0: I mirror your sentiment because I, I really have no idea anymore.
1: I'm a little surprised that he wasn't a little bit more excited about what was going on. I mean, I know the whole thing about Harrison Wells just doing a mental job to him and everything else. But given the way he geeks out about all of this, uh, you know, sci-fi superhero type of things, you would think when he becomes a metahuman, it would be a pretty, uh, pretty amazing thing.
0: Yeah, it's I mean, I got I, having Barry be there because, you know, Harrison Wells gave all the metahumans their powers. Mm-hmm. And so when you're working so intimately with Barry, you realize that it's not the power, it's the person behind that power that determines whether or not you're good or evil. I I would figure that he would be a lot less uh you know apprehensive about using it or telling people because you know he knows he's a good person. He knows that that you know Harrison Wells didn't corrupt him or anything, you know he, 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 Harrison Wells killed him because he found out the truth. Right. It's not like he recruited him in the other timeline. Right. If he recruited him in the other timeline and 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 Cisco went evil, maybe then that would be a reason for him to to fear using it uh because he knows that that potential's within him, but he knows that it's not. And so I don't yeah, I don't know why he's so you know, shaky around it. Why why he's not, you know, geeking out.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he kind of evolves and grows into it. Um, you know, speaking of meta's that uh have yet to discover their powers, uh or maybe even might never receive powers, at least in this earth, uh Caitlin gets a little uh you know, she she starts kind of warming up to uh Jay. However, Jay was a little bit cold to her advances.
0: Yeah, uh, they had a little bonding moment when you know he was saying that it's it's difficult to live with something that's been a part of you for so long. She's like, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. So you see that kind of. I, I wonder are they gonna are they gonna nip this in the bud? Or are they gonna continue to develop this little romance between the two?
1: I I you know I, I could see it kind of going on a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jay's sticking around for a little while, which I'm thrilled about. I was really glad that this was not just kind of a one off you know Jay Garrick and then we're done. I I'm, I'm hoping that he stays around all season though my guess is he'll probably only be around for the first half. Um but no I I'm I'm loving the idea of of him being there and being somewhat of a foil uh for Barry in a lot of different ways. I mean obviously, you know, the majority of this episode was uh Barry being somewhat jelly, jelly about yep. Jay. And uh, I mean, it turns out that of course this has to do a lot with his, you know, uh, previous negative experiences with uh, mentors and, you know, having somebody who in very much a Harrison Wells type of way comes to push and teach Barry how to be the Flash um, evokes a lot of those negative emotions and those emotions of distrust and uh, definitely Barry's justified in the way that he felt in the beginning. Uh, But no, man, I I think that uh, Jay coming in and being, I think what we always wanted from the get go to be, as I said before, this Obi-Wan character. I'm all about it. So I'm excited for what is to come and uh, looking forward to seeing what they do in the upcoming episodes. Uh, a couple of quick little notes and Easter eggs and such. Of course, if you uh, missed it, there was the cover of The Flash 123 where uh, Jay and Barry first in, uh, interacted in the comics. They actually recreated that in a scene where both Jay and Barry run up with a wall between them uh, coming up to uh, to spivet.
0: Yeah, that was really cool. I like that. That was a, a real nice nod to, you know, the original Flash of Two Worlds.
1: Absolutely. Um, they also, you know, Central City. Now, this is something that I actually kind of missed, but I saw on, uh, on Twitter. And actually, somebody ended up uh, texting me about this earlier. Um, there is a Central City greenhouse named after uh, James or Jason Woodrow, hmm. who uh, is the Floronic man. Who is? Some people know him better as that guy who looked a lot like Lionel Luther in Batman and Robin. Remember when, uh, at the beginning where Poison Ivy becomes Poison Ivy? Yes! And it's the guy, the actor, uh, Donald, what's his name? Is it Donald Glover?
0: No, Donald Glover is uh John Gambino.
1: That's right. John Glover. Yeah. John Glover portrayed this character in Batman and Robin.
0: Oh, okay, neat. Yeah,
1: so um, anyway, that guy apparently yeah, is, is active in Central City. Hmm, interesting. Or at least he has a uh, a, a greenhouse named after him. So I I missed that, but uh, like I said, a couple people made reference to it. Uh, you, they also, uh, Jay made mention of the War of the Americas. So that was interesting. It's actually a nod to uh, the TV show Jack and Bobby, which was also from executive producer Greg Berlanti.
0: Huh, see, I thought that was something, uh, like a nod to the Silver Age or sorry golden age uh, something maybe that the JSA took uh, took part in or No
1: no I mean to some extent you would you might think that but no in the golden age the golden age comics were very tied to what was going on in the real world around them so you know they World War 2 and the golden age are are kind of tied together so there wasn't like a fictional war from that standpoint but no this is this is part of like a a alternate history or an alternate um, universe in this Jack and Bobby television show, which, you know, I watched a couple episodes. I, I never really got into it.
0: Well, don't tell Greg that.
1: No, wouldn't dream of it. That's all right. He doesn't listen. It's fine. <laughs> um, and then last but not least, uh, Sand Demon, actually a firestorm villain. And speaking of firestorm, uh, Stein collapsed because he is, um, you know, has issues. Do you want to talk about Stein? Absolutely. Oh, dang it.
0: Why did you not know want to talk about Stein?
1: I find I find Firestorm to be the least interesting thing about the Flash. True of season one, even more true now in season two.
0: Yeah, I, I just think what they're gonna do this this is how they're gonna introduce the new half to Firestorm, and it probably won't be too much of of an arc. We're so. just
1: I mean, we're just setting up for Legends. Like that's the yeah. thing. I we're we're setting this character up, cleaning up some stuff, putting him back together and getting sending him over to Legends. If you watched uh, Arrow, which I won't spoil because we got some flack for that last week, uh, but if you watched Arrow this week uh, an entire subplot is all to set up a character to send them off to Legends. Uh, in fact, the big uh, tagline, very similar here, as the tagline or the tag uh, or one of the the final uh, cliff hangers for the episode is Stein, and and you know just an arc that will end up setting him up for Legends. The actual surprise, quote unquote, shocking moment cliffhanger of Arrow this week is very specifically something that is leading directly into Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, so, and actually the shock of that is taken away because if you've watched anything regarding the promotional material of legends of tomorrow, you're not surprised at all that they're doing that. <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, hopefully the, this, the, the legends set up, well, when does legends premiere? I don't know. Hopefully the legends set up won't interfere too much more with,
1: tomorrow. well, I mean, consider what we're looking at for next week. Uh, what is next week? Captain cold's coming back and dealing with That's- his daddy. It's true. They're going with Colonel Cold, by the way, not Lieutenant. Lieutenant Le- Cold. <laughs> we stopped, oh, we were so close. I was glad that he uh, that Cisco gave him another uh, you know another title or whatever ranking. Yeah. But, um Yeah. Colonel Cold. Newsflash. All right. So there have been reports that the Flash costume, Ezra Miller's Flash costume of the big screen, will be much more armor based. Uh, and they specifically reference the uh appearance of the flash as he as he was shown in the game d c uh or sorry god's among us
0: uh, injustice
1: god injustice thank you injustice god's among us um great game played it myself but I will say even while I was playing it two costumes always rubbed me the wrong way in that game. And that was Green Arrow, because the Green Arrow in that game has kind of a quilt over his head and looks ridiculous. <laughs> and then also The Flash, because he's wearing this armor. Now, it's not the first game to actually showcase The Flash in armor. If you actually think about the DC Universe Online opening cinematic, which is gorgeous, by the way, yes, uh, that Flash is wearing armor, though not nearly to the extent of the in, uh, Injustice game. Bell, what are what? you thinking about this as a... Um, as a costume choice for the movie flash
0: so when i saw in the dc universe online uh, cinematic the, the first thing that i thought of is like oh that's cool flash has you know for these cataclysmic situations flash they flash has this kind of like battle armor kind of thing that he puts on that'll protect him a little bit more you know like that's what i'm thinking so kind of like how batman has certain suits for certain situations uh like the justice league maybe created the flash a suit to help him in these you know really big battle scenarios so I, I didn't really think of it as his like primary suit, but I don't know. Uh, in the Injustice thing, I, I'd like I, – I don't know. I, I really prefer the comic book look and I really, really like the uh, the Flash TV show costume. Uh, and I, I kind of prefer them go that route, like a more leather kind of thing looking mm. stuff as opposed to like a, a suit of armor. But you know what? I don't know what it looks like. So I, I, I can't really speculate um, based on the two examples that we've seen. With the DCUO c- cinematic and Injustice Gods Among Us, I would say that uh, uh, I am not the biggest fan of those. I would much prefer a more comic book style approach, like we see in the Flash TV show. But uh, you know, un- until we see some some pictures of it, uh, I, there's not really much to go off of.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm a little concerned, and I mean. I've, I've been really trying. I, I know I I've gotten flack, but I have been trying to give this movie the benefit of the doubt as much as I possibly can. But it just seems like every single announcement that has come out about the flash movie has gotten me like more and more and more concerned. And, um, I won't say less excited because I'm, I'm probably still the same amount of excited that I was to see it before, but my expectations just continue to be lowered. And that's <laughs> probably not a good thing. <laughs> So, um, but who knows? I mean, it may just be incredible. Maybe it's even better for me to have the lowered expectations as they kind of continue to announce these things. I think part of it is when you see what we've gotten with the Flash television series and how true to the comics they have been, so much so that we got an Earth 2 Jay Garrick, not a Jay Garrick that's been folded into the same universe in order to avoid complications. They don't care about that. They're making it just as complicated as they possibly can, and my hat is off to them. I mean, the bar is high it didn't exist before really not. not, I mean, well, that's not true because I mean, John Wesley ship did an amazing job, but it was so kind of outside of the zeitgeist that it kind of existed in kind of the side world. Now with the CW's flash, everything's kind of in the, the popular culture and and we're all kind of aware of this and we've all kind of experienced this and I know they want to differentiate themselves in this movie, but I mean, man, you gotta, you gotta stay true to the source material, right?
0: So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, what, uh, Because by the time the Flash movie comes out, what how many years is twenty seventeen was supposed to come out? Yeah. That's you know, that's two years from now. That's two more seasons of Flash. That's two more seasons of comic book goodness that that they're gonna pull from. So like what is the movie gonna pull from that the TV show hadn't done already?
1: Right. Well all right, well let me also mention this just one last thing about the the costume piece. You know, everything they did with the new fifty two uh, appeared to be trying to set the DC comics more in line with a modern audience, not just in terms of you know the characterizations, but also in terms of the costumes. You know, getting rid of the uh, the underpants and on the outside of the pants and whatnot. You know, right. Superman's not wearing the red underwear anymore, and trying to kind well, of technically
0: give... he's wearing underwear.
1: Well, <laughs> one, one can only assume.
0: I mean, well, because if you look at the movie Man of Steel, you know, uh, uh, it, it, the clothing that he's wearing. Is like underneath his battle armor. It's like it's like a you know unitard underwear suit.
1: Well, you know what I mean. Yeah, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but 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 my point is that you know the f- the Flash costume has always been a very simple red with the logo and a couple of lightning bolts around the arms, legs, and and waist. And then of course you know the um the the wing tips on either side of the head. I mean they, they they've always been a very clean, uh, slick approach to that costume new 52 added all of these lines all over the place and they're cool because they light up with the speed force i'm not criticizing the new look but i mean i I, my thought was okay well that they're trying to do is take the flash costume and make it more in line with the modern style of superhero costumes and i was comfortable with that but it just it's odd to me that they actually aren't even using the thing that they did to make it the way that it was supposed to be
0: Hey, guys, this is Chad Rook, and you are listening to Flash TV Talk.
1: Your thoughts, your, your comments,
0: comments. Listener, listener
1: feedback. Hey, Chad, good luck. Yeah, uh, Planet apes. of the Apes, w- war thereof. or Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, man, that, that that's super exciting news. I can't wait to see it now.
1: Yeah, man, our boy Chad has uh, been cast in the War of the Planet of the Apes, so uh, our hats go off to him, and we... Look forward to seeing that movie very, very soon.
0: And, you know, I did such a good job as Grodd in The Flash. You know, <laughs> Chad, maybe you could talk to the guys over there. I'd love to play maybe an orangutan this time. That'd be cool.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think that's going to happen. But well, um, <laughs> one way or the other, we'll be cheering him on. So uh, big big ups to him, the OG weather wizard, uh, making his way over to Planet of the Apes. But, hey, we are right now wanting to talk about your listener feedback. And I think for time's sake, we're only going to have enough time to read one iTunes reviews. So, Bell, go ahead and read that first one for us.
0: All right, this is from iTunes, and uh, I am Fat Man. Writes, absolutely fantastic, a fantastic after show. It's fun, well put together, consistent, and the hosts know their stuff. Keep up the good work, guys, and keep
1: having fun. Man, we will. We love having fun, and we love that you guys are able to enjoy that as well. Um, you know, the this has been a uh, fun show, and we're all about it. We're all about you guys coming together, us all talking about Flash. We're talking about talking about Flash in a lot of different venues. Not just listening to the podcast, but also showing up for the live show. You know, we've gone some call-outs during this show. am going to call out a few more people in the chat right now talking about Atomic Geekdom, talking about Jared, talking about Wanna Pineapple, talking about Green Claw, Beard Smash, Michael, Future Visions, Merrick, all of y'all. So thank y'all so much for showing up for the live show tonight. Want to encourage you to head over to iTunes and write us a review. As we mentioned last week, we will be giving away a free digital comic. Every single time we hit a multiple of 10 in our reviews, and we're just five-way Five away from doing that. So uh, five of y'all go ahead and write us some reviews. We'll be giving away a digital comic once that happens. And hey, you're in it until you win it. So just because you don't necessarily win, that doesn't mean that you're not going to win. So uh, that's the cool thing about it. Truth. Also, if you want to keep up with us during the week, you can always tweet us at Flash TV Talk. But if 140
0: characters isn't enough to express your love for our show, feel free to email us at Flash at Pottery That's P-O-D-A-S-T-E-R-Y dot com.
1: And for the latest news and daily discussions on all things Flash, be sure to like our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash Flash TV talk.
0: And if you like this show, uh, also check out our sister show panel to screen where this week we're going to talk about some uh, some news and some some rumors in the comic book uh, world. We're going to talk about Why the Last Man, some Supergirl stuff. And uh a little bit of rumors about
1: Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, it's gonna be fun, man. We gotta get back on it and uh, this will be a week to do it. We want to give special thanks to Charlie bach for providing our outro music. And hey, if you enjoy that, listen to it all the way through because he is a rockin rockin musician that we are greatly appreciative for. And if you're appreciative for him as well, that's cool. If you're appreciative for us and you're gonna miss us while we're gone, don't worry. We'll be back in a flash.